the left, Martinez to the right, they score! Carlson! Back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard out at T-Mobile Arena. Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 home of the let's get ready for a little national hockey league action uh, fourth game in six nights talk about uh, just jumping right into it yeah it's been a whirlwind week uh, not the greatest week from the injury front uh, for the vegas golden knights uh the head coach i believe in reading into some of his comments would like a, a little bit more from the uh, work standpoint and it all points to uh, wrapping up the front half of training camp tonight with an exhibition game against the Los Angeles Kings in which I think we're going to see uh, sort of a turn in the performance of the Vegas Golden Knights and get down to a little bit more uh, urgency as things point towards the regular season. Uh, the Colorado game was fine with the third period. We saw some, uh, some push there. Uh, the San Jose Shark game, I think you could just chalk up to uh, one of those preseason encounters. Last night in Salt Lake City, there was, there was something that, uh, that was lacking, mm-hmm. and the head coach made mention of it, and I'm sure he uh, n- passed that along to his players. And tonight should be more of, of what we normally witness out of this group. Yeah, I'm hopeful that, that we get something closer to – a regular season game. I don't think you're going to get all the way there. It's preseason. No. There's there's a lot of different factors that go into that. But in terms of some players that you're trying to evaluate, you, you kind of need everybody tugging on the rope at the same time in the same direction in order to get a, a true and fair evaluation. So, you know, from a, from a coaching perspective, I think that you're, you're looking at tonight's game, especially after the comments from Pete DeBoer, as a step in the right direction, pulling on that rope to get closer to what this team's going to look like in the regular season. We have our top five at five. That continues today with the uh, biggest guarantees in the National Hockey League and with the Vegas Golden Knights this year. That will come up in our number two as we hit the climax of that countdown. Do we not? Yeah, it's we do. number one. Yeah, You're looking at one. me like I was uh, uh, out to lunch. No, I'm just really, really excited to see what Chapman has in store for us from a musical perspective there. Oh, yes, yes, there we go. Don't, don't forget that he's going to have something on standby. Or today might be the day where he just completely forgets. I think that's likely. And Oh, come on. You didn't, you didn't forget, did you? Do you have a musical intro? Some I do. Kind of, of course I do. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Uh, so that's uh, that's coming up. So what is the biggest guarantee from the Vegas Golden Knights point of view for this National Hockey League season? And then we'll offer up one uh, for the entire season. There's some big news coming out of the Vancouver Canucks that we'll give you in one-timers. Uh, that involves their two restricted free agents. You can guess uh, what that might be, but you will also be very surprised at the term and the dollar figure and uh, how that shook down with an extended absence from training camp for uh, two of their young star players. 
with that organization and division rival of the Vegas Golden Knights. And you want to get into some jersey overhauls. Jersey overhauls are really fun. Greg Wyshynski the other day had a a great article on ESPN.com about which organizations need a jersey overhaul. There were some that I thought were a little interesting and some I, I think make a lot of sense. In much the same way the Arizona Coyotes are now relevant because of the Kachina jersey, which teams can best benefit from an overhaul of their jerseys? On Monday, let's follow it up with five teams that should never change for the rest of history. Ooh, I like that. All right? Okay. That'll be our top five at five on Monday. Look at you. Teams that never change for all time. Even if you're completely bored in in 2084, (laughs) you're like, oh, man. I've been looking at these L.A. King jerseys for 100 years. I'm trying to use an example that may it's not be bad, on. It's a bad example. You're talking about jerseys that should never change. I know, but I don't want to give it away. Okay, want, that's, fine. That's, that's fine. That's, that's what I'm unless, trying to go. Unless they go with like a full rebrand of the reverse retros, then maybe we can have the conversation in 2084. Uh, full rebrand, that's what the Golden Knights are going to try and do tonight from their game from, from Salt Lake City. Well done. The performance in the first period wasn't up to par. They didn't have many shots, no. and what they had was was quality, like Paul Cotter, mm-hmm. uh, Chandler Stevenson, uh, opportunities on odd man rushes or a breakaway. So that that was positive, but nothing really. Uh, nobody took charge, and I, and I think that that's sort of been the theme of the the, the three games. Don't you? I'll, I'll phrase it a different way, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like, who's the standout performer in training camp so far? I don't know that there is one. I, I really don't. I, I mean, I think that each player has kind of had their their moments, but they haven't been sustained over the course of a game. I think a lot of players have had moments in scrimmages and in practices. Mm-hmm. But in terms of on the ice in the games that we've seen so far over three games, there hasn't been one player that top to bottom has really been a standout, except for you can make the argument Paul Cotter in game number one. That's about as close as you can get, though. Yeah, but didn't didn't uh, follow it up with another dominating performance. He was good last night. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't the same performance you saw from him on Sunday. Right. So that gets us to Pete DeBoer today during his media conference when asked about the first three games and then into last night a uh, performance that uh, he was uh, looking at and wondering there could have been a little bit more. Here's Pete DeBoer. I think you got to be careful, um, you know, for me, uh, the teams we've played so far here, um, you know, obviously the Colorado's not like that, but, but LA for sure. Um, and, uh, who else did we, in San Jose. So, you, you know, you've got teams that have, have missed the playoffs, have been off for a while. They're hungry, they're ready. And, you know, we look a little... A little fat, <laughs> fat and content, uh, you know, early in exhibition. I, I'm not, I, I know from uh, history that we can fix that, um, you know, and we can fix that urgency pretty quickly. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not a lot of fun to, to watch your team get outworked uh, in a game. And I think that's what happened last night. There's not a lot of things that 
get to players mm -hmm. more than when you call out their work ethic. Sure. And he's not worried. He's not worried in the slightest. But what do parents say? I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Use it a lot. Yeah. And and it works. Yeah. It it really there is there's a reason why your your parents pass it down to you and mm -hmm. you'll pass it down to your kids. Yep. Because it works. One it it feels good to say. Does it? I kind of enjoy it because oh, you, you're, you're a different you're a different kind of cat than I am. A little bit. Yeah. And and the kids are like, oh, I just hold and, on, and, hold on, hold. what's your delivery? Uh, more fluid than really? my, my my parents used much much more of a a deliberate uh, delivery of it, and and I'm more fluid. I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm not mad. Hey, Harmony, I'm not mad. I'm just I'm just disappointed. That's all, and I'll just walk away. So and and it's just so it's terrible. Just, just leave it. Ju I just leave it hanging there. Does that actually the work? The oh, big, it, the, it works. The, the big eye to eye, uh, all that. Mm. My parents used to do the sit down and the big pause, mm. and then let it hang really there where where you're in the midst. I let it hang as and just drift down like a feather as as I walk down the hall. Everybody's got to have their own style with it. And Pete, Pete's was the the same way. Today. Did, do you get that same vibe from him? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's recognizing and tiptoeing, right? Because you understand the preseason. You understand where these players are coming from, especially on, on this team, right? When when you go into a season with Stanley Cup aspirations, the preseason's a means to an end. It's, it's a means to getting your body ready to go, to shaking off some of that rust. But really, you're focused, your energy is on the season opener and what you're going to do in the regular season to get to the playoffs. And so I, I think what, what Pete did, and it's pretty masterful, was was not the beating of your chest, not the angry, we have to find a, a, another level, we have to get ourselves to, to the right spot where we need to be at. It was, I just, you know, I don't want to see our team get outworked. And I think that's going to, to really push players a little bit more than just getting over the top about it and where that really works is it hits the veterans mm -hmm. and it hits the rookies yeah the veterans are, are the example so they're being singled out or mm -hmm. take it personally because the coaches is, is questioning uh whether they were as engaged as they should and the rookies are going i i get like two exhibition games three exhibition yeah. games and and the coach is saying we're not working uh, i gotta get my button gear so it works for for everybody. This is this is a difficult camp to operate for a coaching staff. Management is going to get to see all the players. Mm -hmm. the, the the management is going to evaluate what's put on the ice for them and be able to make the decisions throughout the year. With this being the foundation for call ups and contracts and uh, demotions, uh, the like there for the coaching staff. How do you really go in there to the dressing room and tell a room that doesn't have the the widest margin for competition being open and say, we need everything right now? No, you, you, you can't do it. And Pete mm -hmm. knows he can't do it. Yeah. The players know he can't do it. If he, if he pounds his chest like uh, you alluded to, 
veterans would be like, oh. He's, Pete's way smarter than, than thinking you can you yeah. can go to that well yeah. right now. You, you can only do that a couple of times during the regular season when, when games count. But the the little drop today, about, we're a little fat. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we got it worked. That hits every. He's not worried yet. He's not pleased. Mm-hmm. He's not worried. If if that happens next week against Arizona and uh, Colorado and San Jose, there's going to be a, a couple of hairs standing up on the arm. Let's go to that. On. You go to that in preseason. Well, you, you don't say a lot. You're right. You might, but you might have a couple of conversations with your leadership group. Yeah. Uh, with players, because next week. Today's the first half of the the training camp to come so close. Uh, The team's going to go on a uh, a little bonding uh, retreat up to uh, Rock Creek Cattle Company, and they'll do that with with a smaller group, and they'll come back on Monday and get ready with a a group that looks much more like what will start the season. Still be some guys around, Mm -hmm. uh, but the Henderson guys will will go there this weekend, and and the the roster that we're more familiar with with the Vegas Golden Knights will be will be together. He'll have an opportunity to really dial it in with with those bodies, and that's when we'll see probably a real elevation. But I'm I'm not discounting something happening tonight. We've seen really it's gone as according to fan, uh, what we expected from a lineup perspective. Mm-hmm. The the lines. The big line has been together. The second line's been together. The we've seen Patrick and Dadanov mm-hmm. together once with Yanmark, uh, once with Krebs, uh, trying that out. Uh, we've saw the fourth line, the perceived fourth line, uh, predicted fourth line uh, together. I wonder if tonight is one of those opportunities where you've got just the, this group, and you're coming off the uh, the loss against Los Angeles Kings last night. If you just Maybe shake things up a little bit. I, I'm really curious to see what he does with his with his lineup, and and take into account uh, there's some injuries, mm-hmm. so he's got some some uh, need requirement to to move some bodies around. Yeah, I mean, I I look at tonight's game as kind of that big throw it in a blender game, right? Like mm-hmm. you you can do a lot of different types of combinations, a lot of experimenting, and and really just play guys in different situations because. You know, you go into you go into tonight with I think the the hope, the the expectation that the message has been received, not just from the youngsters that are trying to make an impact, but your veteran players too, and you put them in different situations to just go out, play, and ultimately work hard. I don't think Peyton Krebs plays tonight. Probably not. But and I doubt anybody from. Well, maybe they could, uh, the top line. Uh, I, I don't they come back with, with that line, knowing that uh, the misfit line is sort of their turn in the rotation. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I think everything's on the table minus injury. Uh, that that he might just uh, go with something uh, a little bit different. And this is the ultimate, like you said, blender, blender game, middle game uh, of, of the training camp, and then you transition into what you really want to see next week it's i started off the show like it's been a tough week for for injuries Mm -hmm. for uh, considering you're trying to get through 
the primary goal is get through without being hurt. Yeah. And you've watched Mark Stone take a puck to the ear mm-hmm. uh, and, and miss half a game. Did you talk to him about the ear protection? Uh, I didn't get a chance to see him. Oh. Like have a conversation with him. Sure. Uh, but I will. I will. Just bring it up. I don't. I have no issue with talking to people about that because to me it just makes sense. Now, if they're not used to it or they don't like it, they don't think they can hear it, fine. That's your, that's your per- personal preference. Sure. I would, I would wear it. I'm a big – I'm yeah. and the uh, Uber helicopter parent when it comes to that. So Stone took the puck to the <laughs> ear. Missed half a game. Uh, yep. Nick, Nick Waugh got banged up last night. And he left early. Robin Leonard uh, came out after the second period last night. Uh, precautionary, but still uh, not 100%. Uh, then you had uh, McNabb and Shea Theodore mm-hmm. both both come out of games. That's that's five <laughs> in, in a week. Uh, now Stone's back. That's great. Uh, McNabb and Theodore will be back next week. They practice today, yep. which is great news. Uh, won't uh, won't play tonight, but uh, that's great news that they'll be back. So three of the the five are automatically there. Leonard was precautionary; doesn't sound like it's serious. Mm-hmm. Should be good. Won't play tonight, and that gives him extra time going into their next uh, preseason game on Tuesday. And uh, and Nick Waugh, they're waiting for tests. Nick Waugh sounds like it's the most serious, but we don't still don't know what serious is. Sure, it, it, it's all relative. Um, so that's. Well, there's been five veterans that have been uh, knocked out of action at various points. There's only one that looks like it might require some some extra time. Which is, you know, when you look at Nick Waugh, is hopeful that it's not something that dips into the regular season, right? Because I think as you and I are kind of parsing through the, the, the training camp and trying to figure out where players are going to fit – I think the arguments made for Nick Waugh to be the fourth line center on this team, mm-hmm. potentially even a guy that can move up under that third line with Nolan Patrick and Evgeny Dodonov. But I think for, for Waugh, when this team is healthy and going the way you'd expect them to want them to, that's his spot. That's his role. And you're just hopeful that you, you can kind of get that off and running from the season opener. Uh, Brett Howden would, would probably slot in there. Uh, yeah. on, on the fourth line, so they've and again this is this is the positiveness of having all the depth sure. that they've added. But uh, the LA Kings will offer a, up a better team tonight. Uh, Drew Doughty was on the trip, didn't play last night. Dustin Brown was on the trip, didn't play last night. Andy Kopitar uh, was with the team. Uh, Jonathan Quick backed up last night. I wonder if he'll go tonight after Garrett Sparks. Got, got the win. So there's uh, there's a host of, of veterans for the Los Angeles Kings that uh, watched that game last night, uh, are on the trip, and flew to Las Vegas. So I expect uh, a little bit more uh, NHL experience and NHL star status to be with the LA Kings tonight, which will uh, push up the pace e- even more. Well, I mean, Drew Doughty never turns down an opportunity to play at T-Mobile Arena, right? No. Like, he's custom mil- uh, custom-built for this game, in this environment, with these fans, he uh, makes the, the, that guy just makes me laugh. He's he's the best. Yeah, like he's fantastic, and and you know it's it takes a, a special kind of player to go out and and 
almost enjoy the booze as much as he enjoys the cheers. Um, but that's Drew Doughty and, and, you know, the fans that are coming into the rink tonight. They remember, dominate the game. There it is. He dominates the game. There's no way that they're going to be a better team than us at the end of the year. He puts himself out there. You want athletes to do that, but he has inspired performances when he comes into this building because he's got to back it up. Uh, I mentioned yesterday during the Insider Show that when we were in Salt Lake City and that I'd never been to that building before. It was, it was one of those buildings that neither Kelly McCrimmon or I had ever, ever been to before, so we were kind of walking around. He had to make special uh, uh, care to let Kelly know exactly where I was because there's no press box and et cetera, et cetera. So after the uh, Insider Show, I go downstairs, and I'm going to meet up with Kerry Lawless and, and just uh, have a little go-over of, of, of what we're going to talk about. And I've got my accreditation, and I can't find the elevator to get downstairs. <laughs> so I'm getting a little frustrated. Sure and, you are. And yeah. I don't want to keep Gary waiting because he's going to give me the gears. Well, because then he's going to get frustrated. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then he'll have something over me. Mm-hmm. So I take the stairs downstairs, and I... I Sprinting. I show I show my accreditation to the person uh, on the concourse, and I take it's just one flight of stairs down. Oh, that's one, it. One level from the oh, main okay. concourse down to the event level. The problem is, I pass security to get into the stairwell. There's nobody at the bottom of the stairwell, and you need one of those swipe cards to get in. <laughs> So part of why I need to hook up with Gary is because my phone's died in the last couple of minutes of the Insider Show. Yep. I need to get a cube to charge my phone. I've got mm-hmm. a cord, but I don't have a cube. But now I'm in the stairwell of the old Delta Center, mm-hmm. and I'm locked in there. I'm, I'm trying the door. I'm <laughs> jiggling it. There's, there's no way. I don't have a phone. And there's only security at the top. Oh, that's beautiful. But uh, they can't hear me at the top. Were you yelling? Like screaming? I was banging on the door. Were you? At the top. So I went back downstairs. That door had a window. And I can see into, uh, it's the little hallway outside the dressing rooms. And the LA Kings are doing their warm-up, running up and down <laughs> the hallway. <laughs> that's good. So it, let me ask, mm-hmm. would you bang on the door and get, a player to come and let you out of the stairwell or would you just suck it up Um, and try and find a different way? It depends on what I've said publicly about the player and if they know, Uh, but I'd I'd probably try to look for an avenue to get out. I'd I'd, I'd try to get a player's attention. So I I did. Sure. But, but they're running just right by. So they they have no reason. They're not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I tried that for a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. No luck. (laughs) And I'm starting to think. I bet, I bet they saw you, but they realized it was you, and they're just like, no. No, because we had to wear masks. Oh, okay. And I turn around, and lo and behold, there's a sweet door to some fancy schmancy place for the Utah Jazz fans. And But there's no one of those swipe locks on it. Sure. Like, what are the chances? I've been in this hallway for 15 minutes. That this long? Stairwell. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I went upstairs. And then I tried downstairs, and then there's the whole time that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Try it. It's open. You've got great so luck. I, so I walk through the little big fancy suite, and it is beautiful. I thought, I thought about just spending the rest of the night in there. Sure. There's nobody in there. It was good. And, and that lets me out into the hallway. It wasn't locked. And I come around the corner, and there's Drew. He's, he's going to take warm-up. 
because uh, he's like, what else is he going to do? <laughs> and I swear, in the back of my mind, he knows that I've been stuck in that stairwell for 15 minutes. And I know Drew a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we make eye contact. I nod to him, and he smiles. But I'm th- then I'm thinking, I don't think he knows who the hell I am because I got this mask on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he wonders who the loser is walking through their team warm-up, their soccer <laughs> Soccer game. <laughs> with the, with yeah, the. with the shooter, Shooter McGavin. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> in my backpack. It was a very eventful, like, 17, 18 minutes. Wow. Uh, getting down there. and uh, but, but Drew always just looks. He's got this mischievous grin on his face. Mm-hmm. Oh, that missing tooth. And yep. uh, he'll be happy to go, in, go into here. But I honestly thought, because the phone was dead, who knows if you got cell service anyway? Right. I was gonna have to wait until somebody just happened to pass through that stairwell, and who knows if anybody would pass through that stairwell. What would you have done if no one found you? Like, how would you have survived? Probably still be there. Oh wow! What a bad break for you guys that I found my way out. Chapman, care to chime in? It would have been fantastic had he Ew. got stuck there. <laughs> like. Almost like the cask of a Monteliato. That would have been fantastic. By the way, Darren, that's a Edgar Allan Poe uh, story, for if you didn't know. But uh, I didn't. It, it would have been fantastic. That doesn't make me feel any less adequate. No, no. Well, oh, that that's. It, it would have been fantastic because you would have gotten stuck there. They find Darren like four days later. <laughs> were, were you trying to like make me feel stupid because I didn't know? No. Some story from Ed. No. It, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. No, I would Do not never. besmirch Edgar Allan Poe. No, I, I like Edgar Allan Poe, yeah. but it didn't, I, I don't feel any. No, most most people don't know. Most people don't know that that's a story by Edgar Allan Poe, so it's I not. Think, I think more people than than not would know that that's Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, fair enough. I didn't read a lot of him. No. It was it was well, kind it's of the rec- spooky season, Darren. Now it's all about it. Yeah, and we growing up like so spooky. close to Baltimore, you we kind of like had spooky? to read it. Yeah, I hate spooky. Really. Hate spooky. You're not a Halloween guy. No. Why? No, I I I don't like being scared. Okay. I, I don't like scary movies. But like you don't, don't mind don't, scaring people, right? Like I'll go boo. I'll right. do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or dress up like <laughs> Paul Stanley. Yeah. But that oh yeah, yeah. That was scary. I was Ace Freely. That was. Oh, were you Ace Freely? I was Ace Freely. I didn't pay enough attention Space to the Man. clip. Spaceman. Okay. Nick Kiprios was Paul Stanley. Oh, was he? And Ace Freely's not in the band anymore either. So so that kind of that kind of makes sense. Uh, well, he's, what, he, he himself isn't, but what, the, there's somebody who plays him. Yeah, the what space What was the man. production meeting like for that, right? Like pitching the idea for you guys to dress up like Kiss. Uh, we just decided to do it ourselves. We just did it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We just did it. And then our, our makeup artist was awesome. Like our, we, have, we have made a, a makeup person that does does it every night for us. Yeah. And so they, they jumped right in. They did a lot of work on, on that. It was, it was great. I'm trying to think. You guys did like an ABBA thing a couple of years ago, right? No. What 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 did you guys do a couple no. years ago with the afros and the the 1970s clothes? Oh, here here in that, yeah yeah yeah. It was did, like an uh, ABBA thing. No, it was uh, Anchorman. No, uh, it wasn't Anchorman. I think it was Anchorman. It was Anchorman. You guys had like 1970s clothes yeah, you know, on. So, you know, you know why I know it was Anchorman? Because because I was there. You were you yeah. were in it. Yeah. Okay. So that, that that's how I know. So I'm not speculating there. <laughs> With with Halloween, like yeah. what's it? What's a typical Halloween night at the Millard household? Well, we'd take the kids trick or treating, but no one, no one better say trick or treat or boo to you and scare you. Well, 
I'm not scared out doing that. Are you but sure? I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch. You remember the movie The Nun that came out a couple of years ago? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like that trailer mm. was played in in a movie that I was in the theater to watch, and I didn't know that it was going to be a. I didn't know it was a scary movie, and there was this scene where it just startled you like crazy. I threw popcorn. So you don't you don't I like threw popcorn. You don't like the jump scares. I don't like any I don't like the uh, Amityville uh, movies. I don't like yeah. the uh Exorcist. I don't I don't like any of them. I'm I'm not I watched Blair Witch and I was pressured into watching Blair Witch. And how Ooh. how long ago was that? Long time. Yeah. That's how that was probably my last. I wouldn't even watch Jamie Lee Curtis has got a new Jason out uh, coming Hall- out Halloween. <laughs> Close. So I wouldn't even watch that one. I'm with you. I don't. I'm. Uh, there's not a lot you and I agree on. I'm with you on the on scary movies. I, what, I'm not a fan the best of those scary. In, no. Of the calendar. I like the fall. I love Halloween Thanksgiving. But I'll watch the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and that that's the extent of like my Halloween. I I'm full on Hallmark Thanksgiving movies, instead of Halloween scary movies. Like, what's your favorite Hallmark <laughs> Thanksgiving Any of them movie? that comes on. Uh, but you've got to have, like, a favorite above all else, right? Yeah, and something involving a horse, and they save the horse, and the family gets back together, and uh, it's beautiful. Grow a giant pumpkin. Gi- grow a giant pumpkin. Yeah, and that was a yeah, good one. Yeah, that, uh, something like that. No, it was a good that, one. Uh, that's, that's great. I don't this know why ridiculous. somebody would, on purpose, <laughs> go scare the bejesus out of them. I don't know what I want more. I don't know if I want you to have to get a tattoo because you lose a bet to me. Or if you have to go through a haunted house because you lose a bet because of me. Well, the tattoo's uh, forever. Mm, there's yeah, a- the haunted house could be forever, too. My <laughs> memories of Darren screeching. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> there's a haunted house in uh, Prince Edward Island that's, that's famous, and we've gone there a couple of times. And, yeah, I, I, my blood pressure gets up going through that thing with my kids. Yeah, I don't like those and things and either. They're, and they're fine. With the lights on? Oh, yeah. And then I, yeah, it's just, it's bad news. Yeah, Darren, you, you, you did kind of miss out. And I don't know if they're doing it this year, but Fright Dome at Circus Circus. Yeah, not a chance. That That is, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Like, like they go all out I for that thing. I punching somebody. Yeah. Or running and hurting somebody. My ex-wife did that. She she literally, like, hit Punched somebody. You? No, not me. Someone no. else. One of the guys who was coming after her with a fake chainsaw. Yeah. She, like, panicked. And she, she literally punched the guy. Don't blame her. No. Oh, we're going to take a break. Uh, teams in need of a sweater overhaul. Who makes your top five? We'll explore that, plus our top five at five. The biggest guarantees for the National Hockey League and the Vegas Golden Knights is the VGK Insider Show on this Friday night, 1 October 2021. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. He's going for some kind of reference. You know I'm a dreamer. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. Although Riley Smith uh, was wearing a Motley Crue t-shirt today at media availability. Guess how many people asked him, hey, do you like Motley Crue? Chapman, you didn't do that? No. Didn't we talk about this? No, I asked him a better question. Oh. A real question. Nobody asked him about it. Did yeah. you? Well, I think he might be wearing a Motley Crue t-shirt. I don't know. Going on a limb here because he likes Motley Crue. No. Or just like band, band shirts. I love yeah. band shirts. I think he probably likes band shirts. 
Okay. You know what's funny? I think I actually saw him wearing it once before, and I asked him something about it. And I think he, if I remember correctly, he wore the same shirt twice. Yeah, I think he, I think he said that he really wasn't a fan, and his girlfriend now wife bought it for him. Uh, yeah, nobody asked him about it. I also uh, went through the room and uh, busted on them further. Oh, yeah. The uh, Rombier, uh no ask on the nose. How'd that go for you? Not uh, well. It was, it was pretty funny, actually. It was pretty funny. There was some, some back and forth. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've really... Uh, you, you, you lose... I bonded with the group. I, I don't think so. I, I think you, you lose all credibility when you yourself in the moment didn't ask but remember, multiple, multiple people reminded him of that it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter if you were doing an experiment with yourself i mean we can like if you really want to rehash this we can go through it no, again no no because I, I want to get to these jerseys okay teams that need a jersey reboot yeah what do you have on the list okay so for me i look at one team and i hold them above everybody else the, the the one team, in my opinion, right now that absolutely needs... Can I guess? You can. Go for it. You go around the league. Ottawa Senators? No. I'm going to guess the team Ryan grew up rooting for. LA Kings? No. Hmm. I don't know. It's the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks, huh. their Web D logo makes me... Nuts! I can't handle it. I can't take it. It's just so, so bad. And they had one of the greatest logos in all the sports. And I know it was used in a Disney movie, and I get all that. I really do. But they were unique. They were interesting. And they've even brought that logo back. Changed for, owners during that time, though. Sure. For orange third jerseys. And all I'm saying is, if you're not going to go back to the awesome eggplant and teal color scheme and if you don't want to i get it that's fine at least change your logo back to the original mighty duck logo please please go back to something that was fun part of it is is changed so you can go back mm-hmm. and part of and it they should jersey sales and, and yeah. generating interest once once everybody has one of the sweaters in the stands you're not selling as many jerseys again. But if you change every seven years, eight years, I don't know what the, the time frame is between the, the average uh, switching of a look by a professional sports team. I mean, baseball does it like every four series. Mm-hmm. They, they change their whole look. Uh, but uh, I think you got to generate a little bit of uh, new, new blood. I mean, they've had this look now for 10 years. This has been the identity of the Anaheim Ducks. I just think that when you have a logo that is incredibly good, and yes, cartoonish, sure, but at the same time, that is what this team is. That was their identity for so long, and I just think that fans would really, really react positively the way that Arizona fans have reacted with the Kachina jerseys. That's just something that I think the fan base is clamoring for, a return to that logo, a return to what the Anaheim Ducks used to be. Mighty. I wonder, you, you want to bring the Mighty back? Yeah. No, you can't do that. Oh. I think Disney owns that. Yeah. I don't know. Thanks a lot, Disney. I, I'm curious whether Disney owns the Mighty Ducks, whether that went with them when the uh, Samuelis bought the team and they just got the Ducks mm-hmm. or, or how that uh, went about. Oh, Ducks, that's, that's not bad. Do teams change 
their look more when they're good, in the middle, or bad? Um, I, I tend to believe, well, like in the case with, with Anaheim, they were good when they started to kind of change the direction of what they were look, uh, what their jerseys looked like. I would argue teams more often than not change their jerseys when they're bad because it, it generates some interest in something other than the on-ice product. Like what Arizona's done. Yeah, exactly. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a team that is trying to connect with their fan base as much as they can, understanding that this year it's going to be painful on the ice, bringing back something that is so nostalgic and means so much really gives them an opportunity to connect. A little and, wallpaper on uh, on a house that needs uh, the studs ripped out. Yeah. But um, it looks looks okay for a little bit. I mean, the, the, the Kachina jerseys are awesome. So, like, I, I think that that's where the Arizona Coyotes need to stay in, in, in that lane. Like, that's who they are. Now, Chapman's half right. Because the L.A. Kings, for me, go onto that list right behind the Anaheim Ducks. And for L.A., their logo is okay but boring, mm-hmm. right? It's the Kings. It's regal. It's supposed to be a little bit grand and over the top. I loved their reverse retros. I loved the fact that they went with forum blue and gold and brought back some of those colors, at least just a little bit of color. I don't mind the black and silver and white. I don't mind that at all. But I want a little bit more color. What I'm getting from you, though, is Mm. very boring. What are you talking about boring? All you want is to go back. Yes, because they had good logos before. You've given three examples, and all you've wanted is everybody to go back. Because they had a redesign. What about something new, something fresh, something jazzy? (laughs) Do that again? Jazzy. Oh, man. I'm snapping, but I can't snap. I can't snap. You can't actually do that? No. Really? No. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be opposed to doing something different, but when you have logos that have been so good in the past, why wouldn't you go back to something that is awesome? I'm not talking about garbage We're logos ta- here. But this is a redesign, not a it, go back it's to. The, it's the same type of rebrand that the Coyotes did. Uh, who else was uh, on Wyshynski's list? Wyshynski had the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that has four jerseys and four different logos mm-hmm. on each of their One's jerseys. One's Hartford Whalers. One is the Hartford Whalers, but there's no continuity really between the three jerseys that they have that are Carolina Hurricane insignias. Does that count the white and the red and the black and then the Hartford Whalers? Yes. Okay, so you got a home and a way. Yes. And then you've got the third yes. sweater, which is the black. Yep. So there's some continuity there. I like their 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 sweater where they have the flags, the hurricane flags on it. I think that's a cool looking shirt. Right from from a from a on the crest logo perspective, there's mm. there's no continuity. the The white jersey's got canes across the front. The red jersey has the hurricane logo, and then as Chris was talking about, the black jersey has the hurricane or the flag on the pole. Okay. There's that. There's the Carolina. Colorado Avalanche, what do you think about their logo? I don't mind their logo. What do you think about their jerseys? I The, the new blue numbers mm-hmm. drive me nuts. Really? Yeah. I, I love them. I didn't like them. The blue on the numbers doesn't appear to match the blue on the pants. Okay, it it, and, it does, though. And it's just, it looks it looks like uh, at some point that the, the wrong ink got 
blended in, and but, it looked in the in the in the light mm-hmm. where they did the test, like, yeah. oh, this looks good, yeah. And then they put it out there, and I went, oh, that's a different shade. No, I'll tell you what it is with with Colorado. Last year when they went to the blue pants with the white jerseys and the black numbers, it was a train wreck because there's no blue on the white jerseys. Mm. Very minimal. They should have just gone with a burgundy shell pant because then it would have all matched, looked really good. We saw what that looks like yeah. at, the, at the, the outdoor game. Now, I will say this. At least they're trying to bring the blue of the pant into the, into the rest of the jersey. Is this all because of the Quebec Nordique? Yes. I think so. No. I mean, it makes sense. I, I, that's the only thing that I can think of that makes any sense with it. But I, I don't know. I, I like their logo. The, the arm numbers are a different color. Yeah, I like, I like their logo. I could do with maybe a tighter color scheme mm-hmm. and just a, a different, like a repurposing of what right. the actual kit looks like. The Vancouver Canucks. So many different looks over the years and so many bad ones. I would want a variation on the electric skate. I'm not sure they've ever hit it. No. Well, that's why they keep changing every seven years. The hockey stick in the rink, the C, is probably my favorite. I like the V because it was such a disaster. Uh The the orange and black (laughs) and yellow V because it was so bad the electric yeah. skate i never really got it sure um well for me the electric skate is always going to be synonymous with pavel Bure. Mm-hmm. so for like that's just nostalgia knocking at the door yeah, for me kirk mclean yeah mm, more pavel Bure, but that's me uh, and then the last one one of your favorite teams the washington capitals see i like their old sweaters i don't think that they should they might be one of my five teams to never change yeah i wouldn't put them there i wouldn't put them there the Weagle is such a good logo. The who? The Weagle. The, the, the eagle the thing? The W that, that is an eagle. The Weagle. Oh, my goodness. That's what it's called. That thing, no. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great logo. Um, New York Rangers. The New York Rangers have had the shield in the past. Mm-hmm. They've had Rangers sure. on the front. They've had New York yeah. on the front. Could you change that? Would you ever mess with that the only direction i'd go with the rangers is the lady liberty logo that's yeah, the only one that's cool if, if you're if you're going to rebrand the new york rangers you put lady liberty on the jersey or you don't do it at all i think they had one of the very first third sweaters it was that lady liberty one it was uh, gorgeous sort of a takeoff of richter's mask mm-hmm. at the time and yeah it was spectacular it was it was hot so there's uh there's a look at some teams that need a redo do you agree? Let us know on Twitter, Ryan the Hockey Guy, uh, Magnum702, and uh, Darren Millard on Twitter. Let us uh, give us your opinion on that. And on Monday, we'll give you five teams with our top five at five that shouldn't change anything, should just stand pat for all of time or for the next couple of weeks because that's basically all of time for us that's as far as we look out uh, when we continue uh, we'll set up our number two some big stuff happening around the national hockey league we want to bring you up to date and uh, we'll see if we can get a uh, copy of the lineups for tonight's game involving the la kings and the vegas golden knights see uh, what's going to happen as the vegas golden knights uh, search to even the preseason record up at two wins against two losses it's the bgk insider show live from t-mobile arena on fox sports las vegas 
This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. I just got the update. You hear a game's been canceled. Mm-hmm. The Aviator game's been canceled. And you're just, what? And you're waiting as a, hopefully it's weather, and then you find out it's COVID. It, it's almost like we've been through it. Mm-hmm. And and hearing a game's, it used to be games postponed. Yeah, COVID. Sure. Again. Yeah. We're on the other side of it. Hear, hearing that kind of jarred me a little bit. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird because we haven't really, I mean, in a long time had a, a game canceled or postponed or, or moved because of COVID. So uh, still a reminder that it it continues, it goes on, but we've come a long way in, in just returning to some semblance of normal. And we're going to uh, get that tonight with a preseason game with fans. Preseason game. Didn't have it last year. Fans didn't have it at the start of last year. And uh, and the coach is uh, not crazy happy right now. So we didn't have that last year. So uh, a whole whole bunch of things uh, coming together tonight to give us a different look on the VGK Insider Show. Top five at five. Two guarantees for the National Hockey League and the Vegas Golden Knights. So we climax with the top five at five with the number one things to look forward to. I don't know why he's laughing over that. Uh, number one thing to look forward to, guaranteed to happen this year. It's our number two, the VGK Insider Show. Next.